Thanks for checking out the One Church podcast today. If you are new to One Church and want to learn more about us, you can always check us out at imonechurch.com. Now, here's Pastor Brian Sparks. We've been in a series called Frequency. And uh, what it is, is we want to hear a God who whispers in a noisy world. We want to learn to tune in to the voice of God. And this has been our theme verse, John 10, 3 through 5. You can always download our podcast or go wherever you get podcasts. If you like to watch the video and worship, you can do that on our podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, on our app. You can download that. And you can also get uh, the sermon notes and follow along if that tickles your fancy. John 10, 3 through 5. I put a lot of time and effort into that. I don't know if anybody uses it, but I do it. Uh, It says this, to him, the door, Jesus is speaking. He says, to him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. Say hear. Say hear. Hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. If you're taking notes today, which I hope you are, you can title this message, Hearing Aids. Hearing Aids. Lord, I thank you right now for the word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. I thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. They didn't come to hear a word from man. They've come to hear a word from you. And so, Lord, I pray that you'd use me to speak to the hearts and the lives of your people. Let every life be changed. Let no one leave the same. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Amen. You know, uh, I grew up in Graham, Texas, and, uh, and then we moved to San Angelo, Texas which meant we would take some pretty long trips along the way. You know, there was a, there was a lot of, and, and in West Texas, uh, and, and my mom had an 84 Toyota Corolla. Oh yeah. No tape deck. Uh-uh. A, just an AM, FM radio that you had to tune in. Come on, where are my people at that know what I, not, not you young kids who got Spotify with every song that you could ever imagine at the, in your pocket. No, I'm talking about you had to tune in. Come on, you had to, you were, you would tune in the dial. I mean, you were working, you, you knew how to work that dial. I mean, you could get it just right. And I mean, you could, you, you would find it. Well, in West Texas, we would do this all the time and we'd be on these long trips and, it, and it, come on, when you have siblings, it was a fight who gets control. Right? I get control of the radio this time. No, I get control. And so you'd find yourself trying to tune in and, and you, and, and we'd get out some places and it was so, I mean, we were out in the middle of nowhere and we couldn't get a radio station except for one. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't know what the Tejano stations are powering their stations with, but you can get Tejano on Mars. Right? We would be out in the middle of nowhere, and at first you're kind of like, oh, man, what are we listening? And then you're kind of like, all right, yeah, we got it now, you know. We start tuning in, and we got, we got it tuned in, and, and you're not, now then you got other stations coming in, but you're like, no, that's good. I, this is my jam. Like, now I'm working it, and you find yourself like, oh, yeah, like, huh? Tune in, you're like, whoa! <laughs> right? I don't 
need another station. I got my jam. I got it now. Get in, tuned in. And there was always, you could always tune in to one particular station. But there was a lot of stations. And I love this because the Bible is, Jesus is telling us that there's a lot of voices. There's a lot of voices out there that you can tune into. You can, you can tune into a lot of different things. And so we have to be careful and we have to learn to tune into the right voice. We want to hear the voice of God and what he's saying. And we want to know what he's talking about. I, I watched a, 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 a show a long time ago called My Name is Earl. Don't you judge me. It was a funny show. And I was watching it, but one day, you know, he's always trying to make up for the things that he did wrong. And, and one thing that he had done wrong is, is he had a landlord that he couldn't stand. And he snuck in uh, to their house, uh, the landlord's house, when uh, the landlord was gone. And he put a walkie-talkie receiver by the bed underneath where she could not see it. And then every night, he would get on and pretend to be God. And he, I mean, he would get on, and what he was doing was, is he was telling her to be nice to Earl. Be nice to Earl. Don't be mean to Earl. Be nice to Earl, right? And she, she, every, every day she would wake up and she would do what she thought God was telling her to do. She so thought that she was hearing the voice of God that she quit her job at the, at the, uh, the, the park where she was at. She quit her job there as a landlord and she left and joined a convent. There's a lot of voices out there. And we need to know, am I hearing God or am I hearing Earl? Am I, am I tuned into the voice of God? Am I really listening to what God is saying? Or, or am I tuned into a completely wrong voice? Am I tuned into something that's not really what God uh, is saying at all? And, and, and we have to learn to do this. And every one of us are human beings. So we're going to make mistakes along the way. Right? You're going to make mistakes. It, I, I wish that I could tell you, no, as soon as you become a Christian, all of a sudden you're tuned in. You're perfect. You don't have to worry about it. Everything is good. You'll never miss God at all. You'll never miss hear God. You'll never, you'll never miss anything. But the truth is, is that that's not the way it works. As a pastor, I've missed God along the way. My pastor has missed God along the way. Right? It's just the way it is. We miss God sometimes, and, and we have to learn to tune in. But here's the thing, is that just because you miss God once doesn't mean you quit trying. First Corinthians 13, 12 says this, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know. Come on, he's talking about when we get to heaven, I'll know everything. Right now, I kind of just see through a glass darkly. Right now, I just kind of know some things. Sometimes I just hear vaguely. Sometimes I, I get impressions. Sometimes I think this is the way that God is leading me. And so I, I just kind of see, see through something darkly. I've heard people miss God and miss God bad, badly. I've had people come up to me and say, well, God told me to leave my wife for my mistress. That is not the Holy Spirit talking to you. It's a different spirit altogether, and you're not listening to the right one. Come on. That's not, in, that's not what God would say. God does not tell you to leave your wife. That's just not the way it works, right? God, God is for marriage, right? He's for 
your marriage. And so you can't have people, people will tell me uh, that, that, that they'll come to this church and then they'll, they'll say, God, they'll show up and they'll say, God told me to come to this church. I'm like, well, praise God. That's good. Amen. That's good. Hallelujah. Glad to have you. Love to have you. Be here. And then a month later, God told me to go to another church. Apparently, God's schizophrenic. Right? Well, God, did God tell you to come to this church? Or did he tell you to go to that church? Or is he just skipping you like a rock? Come on. Is, is he just skipping you around from place to place? Or could it be that you don't want to plug in and go through process and do what God's called you to do, and so you blame it on God? And God told me to do this, and God told me to do that, and God told me, come on. I, I've had people come up to me and tell me, that their girlfriend broke up with them because God told them to. Don't blame God. Come on. Stop. Well, you know, it's just the Lord's will. And I'm in this process right now. And God's speaking to me. And I just feel like, you know, there's two paths you can go on. But in the long run, there's still time to change the road you're on. And so I'm going to go a different way. That was this. Right. And that's what we do. And, and we're blaming God for things that God never said. And I feel like sometimes God's up in heaven and he's like, I didn't say that. Nope. Nope. No, I did not say that. Don't put my name on that. I had nothing to do with that, right? I had, I had no part in that. I had nothing. I, I didn't say that. I didn't speak that. But we like to blame God for things because it seems like an easy way out. And as Christians, we can just throw God in it and we think it's all good. Just don't be so quick to say God said. You can say, I feel like God said. Don't be quick, too quick to say God said. Before we move on and before we get into the rest of this message, I want to establish two facts. Two facts. People are flaky. God is not. Okay? People are flaky, but God is not flaky. The second thing that you need to know is that people mishear God, but God never misspeaks. People mishear God sometimes, but God never misspeaks. He always speaks what he wants to do. When he wants to do it, he never misspeaks. So you got to understand that God is speaking. Sometimes we mishear him. Sometimes we're a little flaky and sometimes we mess up, but that's okay. There's a, there's a story, uh, I, I love this passage of scripture in 1 Samuel, and, and just for time's sake, I'm not going to read it to you, uh, but Samuel's uh, about 12 years old, and so uh, he, he is working in, the, he's working in the temple, he's working with the priest, and, and in that, he lived there. And one day, he lays down, and he's going to bed, he's going to sleep, and he hears a voice that says, Samuel. He immediately gets up, and he walks over to uh, the priest and he goes, and the priest who is asleep, he wakes him up and he says, hey, you called me, what do you need? He said, I didn't call you. And come on, how many parents in here? Go back to bed. He said, go back to bed. I didn't call you. What are you, are you smoking crack? Like, go back to bed. And so he goes back to bed. He lays there for a minute and, and a few minutes go by and he hears Samuel again. So he gets up and he goes in and he talks, hey, priest, you called me again, what do you need? said, I did not call you. Go back to bed. Samuel goes back and he lays down the third time. He lays there. Samuel, he gets up, goes back in, 
He says, what do you need? He said, I did not call you. Go. And then finally he realizes it's God that's speaking to you. God is talking to you, not me. Here's, here's an interesting fact that, that this is, and this is free. It has nothing to do with my message. But isn't it interesting that God's voice sounds like your authority? And that's free all by itself. And who you're under authority, you're under authority and God's voice will often sound like that. And, and a lot of times we have so many voices coming in that we don't have anybody that we're under authority. So anyways, but that's free. That's free all by itself. But, but he goes back and he lays down and, 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 and uh, the priest says this, go lie down. And when you get there, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And it says this, and the word of the Lord came to Samuel again, and he said, Samuel. There's some things in this that I, I love so much. The first is, is that God doesn't get frustrated with the process. God doesn't get frustrated when you miss it. God doesn't get frustrated when you make a mistake. God doesn't get frustrated when you fall short. God doesn't get frustrated when you fail and to hear his voice. And he's like, really? You didn't hear me the first time? Why didn't you say, speak, Lord, your servant is living? God is committed to the process with you. He knows that there's a lot of different voices out there. There's a lot of different things that are going on. And you're, you're trying to tune in and hear the voice of God. And so he is completely and totally committed to the process with you. He's completely committed. He doesn't get frustrated. And I love this, that God continues to speak even when Samuel misses it. God doesn't quit on us. He continues to speak. He continues to talk. He, he, he so wants to get the message to us that he, that he just continues to speak. Even though we don't know what's going on, God is always speaking to us. The problem is, is most of us aren't tuning in to what God is saying. Maybe you're still in the process. Maybe you're still learning. Maybe you're like, man, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. I've never, had, I've never had God speak to me. Let me just tell you, most of the time, I've never had it happen to me where God shows up in a booming voice. I keep on praying because I feel like that would be awesome. But most of the time, it's an impression. It's just a little nudge. We talked about it, that God could have showed up any way that he wanted. Uh, last week we talked about God could have showed up any way, and it says that he showed up in a whisper. Because God just gives you the nudge. It's just a little nudge. And, and most of the time I can tell that it's from God because it's not something that I would want to do. Like give that person 20 bucks. No, the devil is a liar. This is my $20. I'm about, that's my Starbucks for the week. I ain't doing that, right? Like... We're all in the process. We're all learning. I don't care how old you are, how long you've been hearing God, how long you've been doing this. You're still learning to hear the voice of God. You're still learning to tune in. You're still learning to be more uh, attentive to what God is saying. In 1 John 4, 1, it says this, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from God or not. Come on. Test the spirit. And see if it's from God. Because I don't want to follow the voice of a stranger. Come on, stranger danger, right? Stranger does, is not a good thing. And so we got to learn to test the Spirit. Is it God? Is God speaking this to me or is it just me? 
Is it what I want to do or is God saying it? Come on. Is, is it the enemy trying to lead me astray? Is it the devil that's trying to lead me in the wrong direction? Or is it just something I ate last night? What, what is it? We have to learn to tune in to what God is saying and listen to what God is saying. My wife uh, battles with allergies. And uh, I, I don't particularly have a problem with that. It's not an issue for me. Uh, and so I would wake up every morning and just feel spry and good and everything was going well in my life. Well, uh, she told me one day she walked out and she said, oh my gosh, I'm just so, I have such a hard time. I wake up every morning and my nose is stopped up and I have a horrible headache. Me being the amazing, incredible husband that I am, I decided to fix it. Come on, and all the husbands, you know, we fix things, right? That's what we are. Uh, but, but I decided, you know what, I'm going to fix it. So I went to Costco, where all good things happen. <laughs> Walk into Costco, and I find me an air purifier. And I get that bad boy home, and I plug it in at our, uh, at our, in our bedroom, and I start reading the instructions and figuring it out. And I have to pull it apart and kind of get everything situated. And as I'm reading the instructions, it begins to tell me that the, it goes through, uh, the air comes in and it goes through one filter, but that's not good enough. And so it goes through a second filter, but that's still not good enough, and it goes through a third filter. And after it goes through the third, finally all the allergens have been removed, all the toxins have been removed, and pure air comes out. All of a sudden, now then, she doesn't have a stopped up nose, she doesn't have a headache, there's no issues. Here's the thing, is that we have filters in life for everything. Come on, there's a filter on your air conditioner, there's a filter for your oil, there's a filter for your water dispenser and your refrigerator, there's a filter for everything that you have in life. And, and all of those filters are to do one thing, and that's to keep you from taking in toxins. It's to keep your air pure, it's to keep your water pure, it's to keep your truck running good. All of those things are to make whatever you're doing better. And God is saying this, that if we will run what we think that we're hearing through some filters and not just immediately say God said, immediately say this is exactly what God said, but we start running some things through filters, then I believe that we would start getting rid of some of the toxins in our life and we would stop making some of the stupid mistakes that we make on a regular basis got to run it through filters. So today I want to give you a few filters, just a few. But I think these are the main filters that we need to run whatever we think that we're hearing God say through. The first filter you need to run it through is, does it line up with God's word? Does it line up with God's word? Luke 21 And 33 says this, and though all of heaven shall pass away, yet my words remain forever true. All of heaven can pass away, but my words remain forever, forever true. See, God's voice will never contradict his word. God's voice will never go against what he spoke in his word already. God's voice will never say something that you think, oh, well, this is what I think that God is saying. If it's not in his word, then it's not what God is saying. I don't care how good you think you are at tuning in and hearing, God's word remains constant in every, seasons of li- in every season of life. And here's the thing, is God's word does not change because culture says it should change. 
God's word does not change because I think it should be something different. God's, God's word doesn't change because it's not, it's not with popular opinion. God's word never changed. God's word is the same, is the same thing. It doesn't matter what culture you're in, no matter where you're at, God's word remains consistent and will always remain consistent. So if it, is it in God's word? Is it what God said? And here's the deal is that you have to, when you read God's word, you have to read all of God's word. Because you can take parts of scripture and make it say whatever you want it to say. You can take little bits of scripture and say, well, this is what the Bible, but the truth is, is that's not exactly what the Bible says, right? You didn't read the rest of the passage of scripture or you didn't read the rest of the verse. You just decided that this part fits into what I want it to say. And so I'm going to make this part of who I am. You can't take little passages of scripture and make them into what you want them to do. Come on, let's take tattoos. Oh, I just stirred up some religious stuff. Let's take tattoos, right? In Leviticus, it says, don't tattoo yourself. Nobody reads the front of it and says, don't cut your hair or shave your beard, guys. I see a lot of clean-cut men out here. Come on, it's just you can't take, you can't take one and not take the other. And thank God that we're not under the law. We're under grace. Amen. We're under God's anointing and God's grace. And Jesus has paid for me. And Jesus has taken care of me. And Jesus has wiped it all clean. And I don't have to worry about not shaving my beard. We can't take half-truths and make them something that we are. Because the thing is, is that if you take a half-truth, you end up with a whole lie. Half-truths equal whole lies. My son uh, wanted to go uh, to Urban Air with some friends. He decided this is what he wanted to do. And I said, hey, cool, son, you can go. I had some stuff to do. His mom was there. I said, "Uh, yeah, you can go as long as your room's clean. Well, the time came to go. And he went to my wife and said, dad said I could go. But he left off as long as my room's clean. And guess what? His room wasn't clean. Half-truths lead to trouble. The same way your kid, if they told a half-truth, it would lead to trouble the same way it is. When you find it in his word, take all of his word and say, this is what's in God's word, and I'm going to take him for what it says it is. I'm not going to take little bits and little pieces. I take the parts that I love. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I take the parts that I don't like so much. Take up your cross and follow me. The parts that are easy, I take the parts that are hard. Are you getting something out of this? Come on. God's word is his will and his will is his word. Number two, I got to move. The second filter we need to run it through is, will it make me more like Jesus? Well, what I want to do or what I'm thinking God is saying, will it really make me more like Jesus? Philippians 2.5 says this, in your lives, you must think and act like Christ Jesus. In your lives, you must think and act like Christ Jesus. I've been working really hard to try to lose weight. Just a side note, I wish it was easier to come off as it was to put on, right? Because, man, it's easy to put it on. 
But man, sometimes it is so hard to take it off. So I've been eating right. I've been exercising. I've been doing the things that I needed to. Uh, and, and I've been losing weight. But every now and then, there's a spirit of double meat cheeseburger that shows up. <laughs> and he comes with the spirit of french fries of excellence. And he whispers sweet nothings in my ear and tells me, consume me. <laughs> right? And I, I am tempted to listen to the voice. But what I end up doing is I ask myself, is this going to get me closer to my goal? Or is it going to move me further away from my goal? And I think that if we would run this as a filter as Christians, if you're a Christian, now here, let me just say this, that if you're not a Christian, this is not the filter you put in place. You, you ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life, and then this filter becomes, you don't do it the other way around. But, but as a Christian, our goal is to become more like Christ. I'm not there yet, I, I, I'm, I'm, but I'm a lot further than I, when I started. I, I've come a long way from when I began, and I know that I'm not there yet, but every day I want to become a little more like Jesus. And so when I begin to ask myself, is, is this going to make me more like Jesus or is it going to push me away from my goal? Is this going to really do me good or is it going to harm me in the end? Will it make me more like Jesus? We do two things here at One Church that we think helps you with this journey. We believe in next steps, which is a place where you get to discover your purpose. Because God has put you on this earth for a purpose. And, and we, want you, we want to help you find that and begin to plug in and use what God has called you to do. The other way we do it is, I've already mentioned it, is community groups. You need people in your life that will say, that's not a good choice. <laughs> Unfortunately, we do not have a 360 degree view of our lives. You ever watch somebody and you're like, man, what are you doing? That is the worst mistake that you could ever make. Don't go out with him. He is a jerk. And they don't see it. And they need people in their lives to say, hey, stupid. That's right. That's right. Huh? You need people in your lives that will love you enough and say, hey, you know what? This, that, and that's what community is. We get into community and we get, begin to surround ourselves with people with the same goal of I want to be like Jesus. I want to be more like Jesus today uh, than I was yesterday. And I want to become a little more like Jesus tomorrow than I was the day before. Will it make you more like Jesus? Third thing, does godly counsel agree? It's the third filter. Proverbs 12, 15, and there's a whole lot more verses that I could go into. It says this, the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Does godly counsel agree? When Crystal and I got ready we, we really started feeling like God was calling us to plant a church. The first thing that I did was I went to my pastor. And I said, Pastor, this is what I feel like God is telling me. I did not say this is what God said. This is what I feel like God is telling me to do. He said, I'm too close to you because I never want you to leave. I'm too close. You need to talk to some other pastors. So he released me to talk to other pastors. And every pastor I called, I said this, this is what I feel like God is telling me. But if you don't feel like God is saying that, 
and you don't feel like it's the right thing, you tell me and I will stay committed to my pastor. I will never leave. I'll do whatever you think is right. And every one of them said that's what God is saying. I feel like God is telling you that. I feel like that's a good thing. I feel like you're hearing the voice of God. I feel like it's a good direction for you to go. I think that that's the right decision for you to make. I didn't just find one person to agree with me. I found a lot of people that agreed with me. Because you can go around, you can finally find somebody crazy as you to find somebody that'll agree with you. Finally, yeah, you got it now. Now then y'all are a pair and we're doing good and y'all are just wreaking havoc. No, I just ask, does godly counsel agree? This is what I feel like God is saying. And so I ran it through that filter. Here's a really good piece of advice before you ask someone for advice. Before you talk to somebody about it, ask yourself this question. Do I want to trade places with them? So if my life looked like theirs, would I be happy? If the answer to that is no, don't ask them for advice. Don't ask them for advice. Is their marriage as good as you want your marriage to be? If the answer is no, you can be their friend, but just don't ask them for marriage advice. Last thing, and I'm done, which I have to be. I don't want to be, but I have to be. The last thing. This is, a, this is a great filter to run it through. Does it give me peace? Does it give me peace? Psalm 29, 11 says, The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. That's one of the best pieces of advice my dad has ever given me. Because you find yourself at a crossroads a lot of times in life. And you start looking at it and you go, well, if I go right, it could be good. Or if I go left, it could be good. Which way do I go? And you're trying to tune into the voice of God. You're trying to listen. You're trying, because I know everybody in here, you want to make the right choice, right? You want to make the right decision. One day when I was having this dilemma, went to my dad when I was in high school and he said, son, follow peace. Follow peace. There are times in life that I've come to a crossroads trying to make a decision and everything on paper looked perfect. Everything looked, I mean, it checked every box. It looked amazing. It was incredible. This is a deal of a lifetime. If I just sign on the dotted line, it's going to be amazing. But I had no peace. And there's this struggle and this turmoil on the inside of me. And it's like this war is going on. And those vo- that word kept echoing in my ears, follow peace. So I walked away. There's also been times in my life where it didn't make sense. What? It doesn't make sense on paper. No way. That's not. No way. What are you? Are you crazy? That doesn't make sense. When I left my job at a fire department, I left a pension. I left benefits. I took a pay cut to go be an associate pastor. 
that doesn't make sense. But on the inside, I was like, thank God I'm doing what God has called me to do. Thank God I'm walking into something that God has called me to walk into. Thank God I'm stepping into something. I follow peace. When I left my job as an associate pastor to come play in a church in a town where I knew no one, had no building, had no budget, had no money, On paper, it looked like I was crazy. My peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Neither let your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. And that's why when I stepped into that, I followed. Every one of us is learning to tune in and train our ears to hear the voice of God. And I believe this with all of my heart. That if we would run it through these filters, that we would begin to hear God's voice clearer and we would miss God less. Run it through the filter of his word. Run it through the filter. Does it make me more like Jesus? Run it through the filter. Does godly counsel agree? Run through the filter of do I have peace? God will always give you peace. Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that we would be a people that tune into your voice. God, that we would be a people that don't just tell you what's on our hearts but God we ask you what's on yours God that we would begin to listen to you God that we'd begin to hear what you're saying Lord that we would begin to silence the noise so that we could hear the whisper God there's some people out there that are making They've got some big decisions and they're sitting there and they're going, man, I, I could go right or I could go left. And Lord, I pray right now, God, that you would guide them. God, that you would lead them. Even as your scripture said, there will be a voice behind you saying, go right or going, go left. This is the way. Lord, I pray that all the noise, all the voices, all the things that are saying this is the way, Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that those voices would silence that that noise would silence and God that we would tune in to hear your word to hear your voice because you love us you care for us you're leading us we thank you for it no one's looking around maybe you're in this place and you say Brian I don't know Jesus I've never asked him into my heart I've never asked him to be the Lord of my life today I want to today I want the relationship with a God who loves me God who wants to speak to me, a God who wants to lead me. I'm tired of trying to do it my way. I'm trying, I'm ready to tune into what God is wanting to say to me. I'm ready to make Jesus Christ my Lord, my Savior. I'm not talking about religion, friend. I'm talking about relationship. Maybe you're in this place. You say, Brian, I prayed that prayer. I've asked Jesus to be the Lord of my life, but I'm not living like it walked away from my relationship with Jesus. 
Today, I want to rededicate my life to him. I won't embarrass you. I won't call you forward, but I am going to ask you to be bold enough. I'm going to count to three. And when I hit three, I want you to lift your hand in this place and you can put it right back down. We're going to pray a prayer together as a church family. And I believe this. When you pray this prayer, if you believe in your heart, your life will never be the same. If you say, Brian, that's me. I need Jesus in my life for the first time. I'm rededicating my life to Jesus. On the count of three, I just want you to slip your hand up. Put it right back down. One. Come on. He's calling you, friend. Two. You feel it. Three. Just slip your hands up and right back down. Amen. 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 See those hands. See those hands. Can we pray this prayer together, all together as a church family? Say, Lord Jesus. Forgive me of my sin. Take my sin. And by your grace, I take your righteousness. I make you the Lord of my life. I give you all that I am. I hold nothing back. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. Come on, give it. At One Church, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If this ministry has blessed you in any way and you would like to contribute financially, you can go online to imonechurch.com slash give. If you chose to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior or rededicate your life to Him today, then you can text Decided to 33733 so we can celebrate with you. Thanks for listening and have a great week.